From the Beantown Athletic Studio in Boston, this is the Danny Picard Show, Friday, January 13th, 2017. Today's show presented by Beantown Athletics, your number one source for screen printing and embroidery. From designing to printing, Beantown Athletics does it all. Go to beantownathletics.com right now and get a free quote for your customized apparel. Today's show is also presented by DraftKings. You can play for free right now at DraftKings.com by using my promo code PIC. That's P-I-C to play for free with your first deposit. PIC is my nickname for anybody wondering what that promo code stands for. P-I-C is the promo code to play for free at DraftKings.com. DraftKings is the destination for one-week fantasy football, even in the playoffs. And as we enter the divisional round, there are four more NFL games this weekend Two on Saturday, two on Sunday at DraftKings. Every week is a brand new season. Pick your contest, draft your team, and follow the action live. And it's not just football. DraftKings has something for everybody. NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, soccer, golf, NASCAR, MMA, you name it, they have it. If you don't want to wait for football this weekend, you want to play NBA, NHL tonight, you can do that and still use my promo code Uh, to play for free, and not just play for free, but win big money for free as well. People ask me, if I use your promo code and play for free, can I still win money? say, of course you can. Of course you can. There are huge prize pools every single day, so don't wait. Start your new season at DraftKings.com right now, and again, use the promo code PIC, that's P-I-C, to play for free with your first deposit, DraftKings.com. Welcome to the show on this Friday the 13th. If you're following along, on Facebook Live, uh, you know that I'm recording this and broadcasting hands-free today as I bought a new tripod, Pete. As you can see, Pete had to help me set the tripod up. I had no idea what I was doing. Real excited about this up. tripod. I am, because oh, yeah. I don't have to hold the phone now. And, and this sets us up for the next step of the show, which is the television simulcast, or maybe just the, the webcast, the, the video on the internet. Right, and we got to get one for you. We got to get a video. Um, I don't know. We can split the screen on Facebook. Can we do that? We're gonna try to figure that out. Pete, you'll figure that out for us, right? You'll do that. You'll get that done. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. But uh, we, I guess, little blooper reel today on Facebook Live. We tried to record the show a couple times, and it didn't really. Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. How you got feeling us. today? Feeling a little iffy. With right? this, with this date. Weird. Feels weird. Oh, definitely weird. Two days ago, we had snow on the ground. Yeah. 50 degree weather. There's no snow on the ground now. Sunny out. It's nice. You're wearing a t-shirt and shorts. Um, it's and sunglasses. Foldy sunglasses. <laughs> Foldies.com. Use the promo code Danny. D-A-N-N-Y. Um, I believe you get 25% off. I probably should know that. But I know the promo code. <laughs> Danny promo codes. That's what they call me in the streets. Anyways, I, I just need to get through. The, I know I just said can't wait for the divisional round. But in reality, I just need to get through the divisional round. Like, I need to get to the AFC championship. How much time do you want to spend on Patriots-Texans? We know what's going to happen. Patriots are going to win at home Saturday night, tomorrow night, and they're going to cover. I'm going to close out the show with picks, picks. Four games with the spread this weekend. I'll pick every game with the spread. Last week in the wild card round, I went two and two. Two wins, two losses. I won both games on Saturday, lost both games on Sunday. I'll give you those picks. Also, got some DraftKings advice for the divisional round from our DraftKings millionaire winner, Rob Gomes. He joined me in studio earlier this morning. I'll play that conversation for you in just a few minutes. Um, Before I get into things here, though, I, I got to give a special thank you to Emily Sweeney of the Boston Globe, who did a story on this podcast and on this show and on this studio here inside of Beantown Athletics. Uh, you can read it at bostonglobe.com. I believe it's going to be in print this weekend. Not in print today, but in print in the Boston Globe this weekend. But you can read it right now online at bostonglobe.com. Maybe that's what David Ortiz was tweeting out about at Boston Globe the other day. I don't know. I mean, sometimes I think he listens to the show. He tweets out uh, things that we talk about. But thanks to Emily Sweeney. Pete, you get a chance to 
check out the the uh, feature story on this show and on this studio in the globe. You of got of course it. I you did. Got to man. Read it, of course right? I did. I shared that on Facebook. You did. Oh yeah, a lot of likes. A whole yeah. lot of likes. Not getting as many retweets yeah, as I thought. No retweets. Not many. Not as many retweets no, as I thought. As you'd wish. Looking for some more. Though I haven't personally thrown it out there yet with the link. I've just been retweeting everybody else. You got to wait for the right time. Now, social media is a funny game because there are different times in which more people will see things than other times. So you have to pick the right time. I'm waiting. I pick my spots on Twitter. And um, that's what I'm going to do. But special thanks to Emily Sweeney. Nice job. Uh, little write-up feature right up on this show. It's about time. Huh? Somebody picked up on it? What's next? We'll let you know. This stuff coming up next. Um, but right now, for people who are listening and not watching on Facebook Live, you're missing out on just watching my, just looking at my grill. Eventually, we might throw in some, we can maybe throw in some video highlights. See, my dream is the simulcast, you know, the show with the the video showing highlights, getting the split screen with guests in studio. As you know, we have many of those. Even Pete getting a split screen with him. That's my dream. You know, we could throw some advertisements up behind me. When I did this show from my living room couch, I know I've had a couple different living rooms that I've recorded this podcast from, but I did do a video simulcast, and I had a deal with Fathead. And they used to send me the mini fatheads, not the big ones, but the, the fathead juniors or whatever they were. And I would throw them on the wall behind me. And that was a partnership that I had with Fathead. And we used to do giveaways. Um, I should throw a DraftKings ad right here on the wall. I'm sure they'd like that. A whole lot of wall space. But that there. wasn't part of the deal. So I guess we might, maybe we'll have to go back to the, to the negotiation table. I don't know if they want the the logo right behind me. It's just, it's something we're working on. I got a new tripod. I figured I'd use it out and I'd bust it out of the box and use it. So here it is. But I don't think I'm going to give you the whole show because then you're not going to go subscribe to the podcast and listen to the podcast. So we'll give you a little bit here. So uh, on this Friday, my, my priority in the world of sports is NFL I know you got NHL and NBA going on, Major League Baseball offseason as we await sort of the Hall of Fame results, right? Who's going to get into the Hall of Fame? I'll probably get into that next week a little bit more. I don't wake up every day and give a shit about the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame results like some people do, but I absolutely hate when people don't vote for Bonds and Clemens like, the first couple of years, and then this year, they're like, oh, yeah, now I'm going to vote for them. Like, what, because of their breakout seasons in 2012? I don't, I don't get it. Like, what, what changed your mind? What did they do differently? What happened? And some guys like John Heyman, I don't even know where John Heyman works anymore, but he's a well-known baseball writer. He tweets out the other day, and I tweeted him, just nonsense. I called him a clown. He, he tweeted that he voted for Bonds, and didn't vote for Clemens. And I tweeted back at him. I said, look, I don't get all worked up about the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame stuff like some people do. I just don't let it bother me. Um, but if you're going to vote for Bonds, you have to vote for Clemens. That's it's insane. And his thought process is foolish. He throws out the twilight of his career. And what I tweeted him was, well, are you throwing out twilight of his career because you're quoting Dan Duquette? Like, you're taking a quote and running with it? Or are you going to point out that Roger Clemens, what, I think it was his last year with the Red Sox in the 96, led the league in strikeouts, led the American League in strikeouts. That's twilight. I think the numbers, people get so worked up about that phrase, the twilight of his career. You know, a 94-95 was strike shortened seasons. I don't know. I, I just wish people would maybe look a little bit deeper into those numbers and the teams that he was on those years. And then also ask yourself this question. And I I don't want to spend too much time on this because I want to get to football. But Steve August, who was the former assistant general manager of the Red Sox under Dan Duquette when Clemens was with the Red Sox. He's a great friend of Roger Clemens. And he's been on this show, Steve August. And the one thing that he always points out to me, and I've talked to him multiple times, the one thing that he always points out to me is that if you're going to go, and I'm not trying to tell you that Clemens didn't use steroids, okay? Or didn't use PEDs. I'm not trying to tell you that. What I am trying to say is this. 
the narrative is that he began using in 98 because of what Brian McNamee said. He supplied the steroids for Roger Clemens in 98. Without Brian McNamee, Roger Clemens is not in the Mitchell report. And in my opinion, without Roger Clemens, there is no Mitchell report, okay? And in the Mitchell report, and in the words of Brian McNamee, he first supplied steroids to Roger Clemens in 1998. Clemens' first season with Toronto was 97. He won the Cy Young that year. So, if you're going to believe what's coming out of McNamee's mouth, that Clemens got the steroids in 98, and that's when he started, well, how do you explain 97? Because wouldn't that still mean he's in the twilight of his career if he didn't start till 98? You know, I just think people need to look a little bit deeper into it. Um... But also, and look, I'm not trying to tell you he did or he didn't. Bottom line is this. You can't tell me, you can't tell me who didn't use steroids. I think most players in that era did. I think guys doing it now, and you, you can't tell. Because they're passing the same test as everybody else. The example I always use, Alex Rodriguez. In the last time, he, fa- he didn't fail a test. The last time he got suspended... What, he got suspended for the for the whole season, right? Most of the season? He didn't fail a test. He was passing all the same tests as everybody else in the league. He just got caught in a little drug ring with Tony Bosch. He didn't fail any tests that time around. He was passing the same tests as everybody else. And he was doing something. I didn't say he was pupping gummies in the clubhouse like 45 minutes before the game. Give him a little boost during the game for 162. Um, I just, I, I think if you're a great player, if the numbers show you're a great player and you dominated, you should be in. And if you're going to vote for Bonds, you have to vote for Clemens. John Heyman voted for Bonds, didn't vote for Clemens. That is the stupidest thing I have ever seen in my entire life, okay? Stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Anyways, we'll, I'll talk more about that next week. I believe it's announced next week. Could be wrong. But I believe it's next week they announced uh, the Hall of Fame results. The votes are in. They'll announce it next week. I'll get to that. But uh, it's it's an NFL Friday. We don't have many NFL Fridays left. So we might as well embrace it while we have it. And here in New England, one thing I would like to say, and I know the Patriots-Texans game, we all believe it's going to be a blowout, or at least most of us. You're going to get your knuckleheads on the pregame shows that are gonna you're gonna get some a couple. You'll get a couple that will say, a couple analysts that will say, I'm gonna go with Houston because Jadavian Clowney, their defense, they're playing the underdog role. You know, the Texans coaching staff knows the Patriots. You're gonna get that. You'll get a couple idiots that will pick Houston. Okay? They'll be wrong and they'll look foolish, but you know they will come out of the woodwork and pick Houston, a couple, going into that game on on Saturday night, tomorrow night. Most normal people with a brain who aren't in this for, uh, I guess, the clickbait stuff and and they're not in this to just try to go viral with stupidity on the internet, most people will pick the Patriots to win this game and to cover the 16-point spread. I guess a little tease for picks picks. I'm taking the Pats and I'm taking them to cover the 16 at home. You know my reasoning, if you've been listening to me or watching me on Facebook Live all week, it's that the Patriots already beat Houston 27-0 in Week 3. They did it without Brady. Heck, they did it without Garoppolo. They did it with Jacoby Brissett. Um, They did it with a dominant defensive performance. Houston is not one of these teams whose offense is going to scare me at all coming into Gillette Stadium. And if Jacoby Brissett, if a Jacoby Brissett-led Patriots team can win 27-0, what is Tom Brady going to do to them? What's he going to do to them? And we know the revenge tour that Tom Brady's on. Look, Houston is not the team that's going to come into Gillette and derail Tom Brady from this revenge tour, okay? It's just not going to happen. But with that said, I'm sort of embracing this feeling right now. Like this this feeling that we know they're going to win a playoff game and we're looking at that Kansas City-Pittsburgh game on Sunday afternoon in Kansas City going, who would you rather play? Like, I'm already overlooking Saturday night, and I'm looking at Sunday afternoon. I would rather play Pittsburgh. But 
the fact that we get to do that, some people complain like, oh, you know, this Houston's a terrible team. The NFL's a terrible league. You know, there's no competition for the Patriots. So there's tomato cans here. There's tomato cans there. That's the popular phrase people use. I guess I sit back and I go, you know what? There's going to be a day and it's coming. It's not going to come as as fast as maybe Max Kellerman thinks as he's on ESPN with Stephen A. Smith. And by the way, Max Kellerman is making Stephen A. Smith likable. And I never thought that would be possible. Um, But it's it's not coming as quick as Kellerman thinks. He thinks Brady's going to fall off a cliff. He still believes that. Like he still believes that that's going to happen tomorrow night. He thinks Brady's going to fall off a cliff. He, Kellerman wakes up every morning thinking, Brady's falling off a cliff today. Brady's going to fall off a cliff. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen right now. Brady's got a couple dominant years left in him. But he is human. And at some point, I don't care what type of fucking pajamas you wear in a bed, you know, it's going to run out. Time's going to run out. Okay? Father time is undefeated. Is that the phrase I like to use? Well, Right now, Belichick and Brady, the run that they're on, the run that, that we're on, watching this team here in New England, feeling so confident about this team year in and year out that we're already looking for the date of the Super Bowl before week one even begins. Like, that's... We do that, though, because it's not that we're thinking outrageous or we've lost our minds. It's because that's a realistic thought because of Brady and Belichick. This isn't going to last forever. So I guess this feeling that we have in the playoffs right now, going into the divisional round, Pete, I mean, have you spent one second worrying about a potential loss on Saturday night? I think the the only thing we're worried about is how big the spread's going to get. Yeah. (laughs) What's the spread going to look like? Is it going to get up to 20, 21? Because then maybe I'd back off. That's a high spread for an NFL playoff game. 16, I'll take it. I could take a 17-point win. I could take a 20-point win. I think that's possible. Do I fear the backdoor cover as the Patriots maybe sit guys in the fourth quarter getting ready for the AFC Championship? Of course you fear the backdoor cover. Right? Of course, that's your money. You fear the backdoor cover. But this feeling that we have, confidence, to some outside New England might seem like arrogance, cockiness. I think it's a realistic feeling of a team that we know is going to win the next playoff game and probably win the playoff game after that and get to the Super Bowl. But we're not going to have this feeling forever. And when we don't have this feeling, it's going to be a bad feeling. It's going to be an awful feeling. And I get news for people, and I think about this a lot, that there'll be teams, the Red Sox will put together some good seasons the next couple of years and maybe win a championship with the addition of Chris Sale and some of the young studs that they have in that lineup. Um, they'll win a championship. Another one the next couple of years. The Bruins? Yeah, who knows? We'll, we'll put them aside for a minute. Uh, the Celtics? You know, I think they have the opportunity to do some special things when it comes to trading the Brooklyn picks the next year or two. And I think they could get that player that might compete, help them compete in the East. And maybe, who knows? Maybe they make a run. Maybe they get a championship here in the next couple of years. Not this year. Who, who knows when, though? But, but soon is what I'm saying. That's still not going to feel like this feels. It's not going to feel like we know it's coming, that we know we're going to have a shot. And it might never get better than this. In fact, I say might. I'm actually going to guarantee it's never going to get better than this with Brady and Belichick for any sport in this town. It's just not. It's not. Think about how you feel here in New England about the Patriots every single week. Honestly, every single year. When's the Super Bowl? Where's the Super Bowl? What's the date? What am I doing that week of February? First week of February, right? How many other places do that? You think they're doing that in Green Bay? You think they're doing that in Dallas? Seattle might be the closest these days that it comes to that thought process. Maybe, you know, the 12s. They're running around with their calendars looking at the Super Bowl. But to be honest with you, I don't even know if they do it. I don't. I don't even know if they do it. So all I'm telling you is this. As we overlook Houston, and I am doing it with you. I'm overlooking the Texans. The Texans have no shot in the world. to this would If the Texans come into Gillette tomorrow night, Saturday night, prime time, 
divisional round playoffs. If Brock Osweiler steps foot in Gillette Stadium and he beats Tom Brady and the New England Patriots during this revenge tour, this would be the most shocking loss for the Patriots that I've ever seen. I've watched Super Bowl 42. I saw the Tyree catch. I saw the perfect season ended. But you know why this would be a more shocking loss against the Texans? It's because it would be at Gillette. It's not a neutral site. You play that Super Bowl game at a neutral site, you get the week off before it, you know, all the hoopla that's going into that game, all the drama, all the off-the-field stuff, anything can happen in the Super Bowl. Anything. We saw it happen twice, Super Bowl 42, Super Bowl 46. Anything can happen. As much of an upset as that was in Super Bowl 42 where the perfect season was ended on the Tyree catch, yeah, it was shocking. But I'm telling you right now, it wouldn't be as shocking as Houston coming to town as a 16-point dog tomorrow night and losing at Gillette. Excuse me, Houston coming and winning at Gillette. Wouldn't be more shocking than that. That would be the most shocking loss that I would see if Houston came in and won this game tomorrow night. But they have no shot to do that. It's not going to happen. Houston's not going to win. And um, they're not even going to cover. But as I overlook them, just like you are, all I'm telling you is, don't look at this and say, oh, you know, another tomato can or a, or a playoff a playoff game that doesn't matter. Or they're, they're, they're playing a team that's not going to set themselves up to, to maybe compete against a better team in the AFC Championship. No, 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 no. Don't complain about this. Embrace this. Because you don't know how much longer we're going to be able to feel like this going into a playoff game. You think the people in Kansas City are overlooking Pittsburgh? You think the people in Pittsburgh are overlooking Kansas City? You think the people in Atlanta who have a home game and just a first-round bye, you think the people in Atlanta are overlooking the Seahawks? No, they know that Matt Ryan's going to shit his pants just like I know it. They don't. They, they have no idea what time the NFC Championship game is at the following week. I know that the AFC Championship is the second game of the two at 6.40. The AFC, you, you think the Falcons fans know when the NFC Championship is? What time it's at? No, I don't think they do. They're not overlooking Seattle. You think Packers fans are overlooking, overlooking the Cowboys? You think the Cowboys fans, as good a season as they had with who I think the MVP and Ezekiel Elliott, you think the Cowboys are overlooking the Green Bay Packers? No. I don't think so. But we're overlooking the Texans. And I guess as much as we're just begging for this game to happen because there's really nothing else to talk about with when it comes to analysis of this game, all I'm trying to tell you is I'm not complaining about it. I'm embracing it because this is a great feeling to know that we're going to the next round. Now, if the Houston Texans do shock the world, I it's going to be an interesting show on Monday, so make sure you tune in and subscribe to the podcast at dannypicard.com. Also on iTunes, Google Play, anywhere podcasts are available. I'm going to sign off of Facebook Live right now. But um, I just want to let you know that this podcast, the entire podcast, and my picks for the divisional round will be available uh, later on this afternoon, on this Friday afternoon, throughout the weekend. Again, get this show whenever you want. DannyPicard.com, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere. Just search it. The Danny Picard Show, you can get it. But uh, signing off of Facebook Live right now. And the video is ending. So, um, as we're back here on the podcast, and we're getting back to work. See, I like the fit. Do you? What do you think, Pete? I'm, I'm doing. I like fit. it. Yeah. You like it? Yeah. Now that we got rid of those guys, let's get into. Now the we show. got rid of the. Now that we got rid of the Facebook Live people. See, I'm trying to get used to. And now it's freezing on me. That's a problem. Friday the thirteenth. Oh, kid. this is here crazy. Go. This is crazy. It's gonna keep happening. What is going on right now? I don't know. Is it frozen? It's frozen. Wow. It's Friday the 13th. You know what happened? I get tweets popping up at the same time. Wow, I don't know what's going on. But it's not saving. My phone is frozen. It's burning, too. My phone, you ever get that? Your phone is like 100 degrees. 
A tripod looks good, Let's though. Let's see. Oh, the tripod's great. Yeah. It's what I look. I'm not going to give the name of the tripod because they they made me pay sixty bucks for it. Um, but it really does. It, it bends around. It's a flexible tripod. Um, it's an interesting tripod. You paid sixty bucks for that, huh? I did. Holy shit! Did I give I gave that away? Sixty bucks. Not bad for views. I'm gonna have to go there and find out how many views I got. But um, something we're adding into the show. That's for sure. Anyways, Rob Gomes. He has some DraftKings advice for you. Some great advice. Um, if you want to win money, here's what I'll say. Take his advice. Now, you also have a couple other slots that you need to fill on your own. And when you do fill those out, all I'm telling you is, here's what you should do. And this is my advice. He'll give you his advice in a second. Here's my advice. And Pete, I think you do this too for DraftKings. Listen to Rob Gomes. Make a lineup with his picks and add a couple of, sprinkling a couple of your picks in with it and then make your own lineup. Do your own stuff. Do your own thing. Okay? Do both. And this isn't me knocking Gomes. This is me telling you my strategy. Like, you want me to be honest with you as to how I play it? DraftKings every weekend? I take Gomes' strategy. He's the f- It's the first one I put in. It's the first lineup I put in. And you know what? Most of the time, I end up either in the money or I'm right there near the money. You know how you get in the green and you're bouncing in and out like $8 to no dollars back to $12 to no dollars? Isn't that the greatest feeling in the world? You need that, especially on a weekend like this where you're not going to leave the couch. Like, I'm not leaving the couch. Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, Patriots. Sunday afternoon, you know, two games Sunday. I'm not leaving the couch. I'm going to be in the couch for 48 hours. And you feel like shit because you're eating pizza. Um, You didn't get any exercise. But here's how you make yourself, you know, feel good. Play DraftKings, use my promo code PICK and play for free. And then listen to Robbie Gomes, who's going to give you some players that will put you in the green. And when you turn, when you, when you open your phone or turn on your phone and you open the DraftKings app and you see that you're in the green, Pete, is there any feeling better than that in the world? You know what? I actually have another tip too. What? Let your girl put a lineup in too. What? For all the listeners out there. Yeah. Dude, it makes things a lot easier. Then you don't have to worry about them nagging you all the time, right? Let them put a lineup in, and they'll love it. They'll get addicted. Do my girl loves it. Doesn't let me play DraftKings without letting her put another lineup. How in. much has, has she won more money than you? She's done better than me at times. Yes. That's not. That's, that's actually depressing, though. That's not saying a lot about your picks. No, but it's still it's fun. That's not saying a lot about it, my it, picks because you listen to, to me sometimes too, right? <laughs> Anyways, after the Rob Gomes, stick around because I will close out the show with the segment we call Picks Picks. Usually five games with the spread every Friday, but because we only have four in the divisional round, I'll only make four picks with the spread. Here's Rob Gomes. Stick around after. All right, joining me in studio right now is my DraftKings football expert, Rob Gomes. And my conversation with Rob Gomes is presented by CrossFit 617. Train hard, live healthy, feel better. Sign up today for a free one-week trial at CrossFit617.com. Rob, thanks for joining me today. How you doing? Doing well, doing well. Ready for the divisional round. Ready for the divisional How'd round. How'd you do As, while in the wild card round? We, I did all right I, last I, week. I thought you had a good week last week. Yeah, I had a pretty good week last week You overall. had a good week? Yeah. How about on the season as a whole? Like, do you, at the end of the season, do you I, take all of your numbers and I all your winnings? I came up a little bit. I came up a little, a little bit above average, so that's pretty good. Nice. That's what the people want to hear. That's what I want to hear. I yeah. bring you in every week. I, I like hearing that. You know, I feel like we're helping the people win money. So let's do, stuff, let's do it again. Yeah. Let's do it again. What's stopping us? Uh, who do you have at quarterback for the divisional round? Now, four games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday, as everybody knows. But f- at QB, if you're picking all four games, okay, if you're looking at all four games this weekend, who do you have to have at quarterback in the divisional round? I like Dak, and I like him. I think he'll be at 15 to 20% ownership, which isn't too high. It's high, but it is what it is. Uh, Green Bay's pass defense isn't the greatest. Secondary hasn't been good all year. Uh, I think you can get... Dak's had a couple three touchdown games mixed mm. in there. He's at home, so uh, he's someone. He's someone that at that price tag, I'd kind of target. Uh, he's definitely someone to be looked at. I mean, Brady to me, Brady's at seventy six hundred. Dak is at six thousand. Uh, I know that's a large increase from six thousand to seventy six hundred, 
uh, and, and obviously where you have a salary cap, but Brady to me at home against Houston. Look, the Patriots scored 27 points on the Houston Texans in week three. I mean, JJ, and that's when J.J. Watt was playing. And don't give me that the Texans' defense is better without J.J. Watt. Please. And, and Tom Brady wasn't even playing in that game. And it wasn't even Garoppolo. It was Jacoby Brissett. So what are the what's the Patriots' offense going to do against Houston with Tom Brady? I'm never going to sit here and tell you not to start Tom Brady. I was just going for the savings and for the fact that um, I think that just I think they'll try to run the ball. They'll be pretty run heavy in this game, and I think they'll probably work the intermediate passing game a lot with Welker, uh, Martellus Bennett. I don't think it really matters. Brady's pretty much matchup matchup proof. This could be a week that it pays to be a Patriots fan, especially when people look at Houston's pass defense. Whatever it is, I think it's like second in the league. Yeah, no, it is good. But and, but that goes into my thinking exactly. when I think what you think. All right, are people going to be scared off maybe looking at Houston, the Houston Texans' pass defense being number two in the NFL overall statistically and maybe think, you know what, stay away from that and maybe go with the discount at 6000 with Dak? No, exactly. I think that's where people will go first. I think they'll go – people nationally will go to Dak. People around here might be – Better off to stick with Brady. I, I honestly, Brady was in the first lineup that I made. So, but you gotta have Prescott. That, that's, that's who you gotta have. So at quarterback, for me, for the savings for my, my final lineup, I mm. went with Dak. All right, uh, that, and I guess when you, when I bring in Patriots and you think the Patriots gonna run the football, ultimately, uh, that brings me to running backs, and that brings me to the Patriots injury report, which has Legarrette Blunt on it, um, because he's sick, he's ill. So I don't think that anybody really knows to this point how ill he is. I know he's in the building. I know he is there. But that's the injury report. Does that scare you away from LeGarrette Blunt? Because to me, I hope that they continue to put him on the injury report because that means people will stay away from him and I'll jump all over him. Because to me, LeGarrette Blunt, who I think already had a big game in week three against Houston, I'll take LeGarrette Blunt even if they keep telling us he's sick. Yeah, double-digit um, spread LeGarrette Blunt averages uh, 17 fantasy DK points basically anytime he's in that situation. Especially if you have the injury or the illness hang over his head, people are going to stay mm-hmm. away from him probably even more. So if that's the case, he's on the injury report, why not take a, take a chance with him? 5800 li- bucks. I honestly, I like LeGarrette Blunt. I like LeGarrette Blunt and Deion Lewis in this game. Those are the, I'm rostering both. In my final lineup, I rostered both of but them. But who do so. you got to have at running back? So who do you ha- on, I'm all four games. on this on this slate? Like I'm going Legarrette Blunt. I I know all everyone's right. gonna go Zeke and um go Zeke and Le'Veon Bell, but in tournaments to differentiate myself, just to make myself a little bit different, I think that you can get away with rostering a guy like Legarrette Blunt if he is healthy. So you're spending your money. It looks like at wide receiver. Who do you got to have at wide receiver? Spending my money at wideout. Um, I think that a lot of people are gonna be scared off of Julio Jones. Um, Kyle Shanahan used him in the slot. Earl Thomas is out. Uh, I think that he's a, he's a play that they'll look for at home, regardless if they're going against the, the vaunted Seattle secondary, whatever you'd like to call that. With with Earl Thomas, I don't think they're mm-hmm. that. They don't scare me that much. Uh, so he's someone I want to get in there. Uh, the interma- inter- If I roster LeGarrette Blunt, I roster Deion Lewis. I don't want to give away my lineup, but like – you can basically fit in the guy. Whoa, like, whoa, 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 whoa! What do you mean you don't want to give away your lineup? I thought that's what we're doing here. No, I know, but I don't want to be too. I uh, no. All right, I'll just so. Anyways. You tell me you come on every week and you hold back and you get you save some secrets. No, I want people to be original and think for themselves. And it's, and well, it's, then, there's a lot of spaces on the roster. Well, then, then you, you know gotta I mean? give the. He's dis- only given one at each spot. You gotta give the disclaimer before you come on, like I do with picks. Picks. You're an adult. You can make your own decisions. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, no. So let me, yeah, let me keep going. So, anyways, um, I talked about the intermediate passing game. Just a slow clowny. Um, I think Welker's gonna get the ball a ton. So he's someone that I'm definitely Welker, gonna be. Welker's still playing. Who? I mean, <laughs> well, not Welker. Edelman. I'm sorry. Edelman. He's gonna get the ball okay. a ton. So it's he's gonna be someone that I'm gonna. I thought we jumped into a time warp. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you just got me all fl- flustered. I got here. you flustered. Why? Because you tell me you're holding back. You keeping no, secrets. No, I'm not holding back. People? I'm not holding back. I just said I. I just this. This was just kind of how I built my final lineup. I didn't go with Bell and I didn't go with Ezekiel Elliott like the majority of people probably are gonna go with uh, on this slate for whatever reason. Which I like. I mm-hmm. I think you can fit one of the two. I just don't think you can fit both. I think if you try to fit both, then you're stuck with a lot of low end like guys that aren't going to receivers that aren't going to get the volume that they're going to necessarily need to kind of cash out and pay dividends for your lineup. All right. How about tight end? Who do you got to have a tight end? 
Tight end, I if you can fit Kelsey in there, I think he'll probably be the lowest owned tight end. I can't fit him in with my roster build right now. Uh, I'm going in a different direction, but uh, I think Kelsey's definitely the guy. Alex Smith's going to be peppering with targets in that Pittsburgh game. They'll probably be – well, I don't want to say they'll be playing from behind. That's going to be an interesting game, I think. Mm. All right, so what about defense? Uh, for defense, I think the Pats' defense is probably going to be the highest owned defense through the like through the roof uh, just because of Osweiler. So, I like Kansas City's defense at home. I like I like, I like Kansas defense. City's defense at home. I like, I like Kansas City in that game. I know I'm teasing picks, picks, but I like Kansas City in that game. No, it makes sense. I honestly, I Kansas City doesn't Kansas City at home. Like Andy Reid off a of bye, I think what's his record off a of bye? It's something absolutely ridiculous. So, I wouldn't be afraid to go in that direction. A bold call for the divisional round. A bold call for the divisional round. I think Rodgers is going to go into Dallas and beat Dallas. And that was just I know it's not a fancy pick, but I think Green Bay's going to the Super Bowl uh, out of the NFC. So So you think you're rolling with so that a bold call would be to roll with Rogers at eighty two hundred. He's the most expensive it's quarterback not, in the divisional round. I'm just saying my overall pick. Uh bold call. I honestly, Matt Ryan versus Seattle defense. If you wanna be like If you wanna be what? No, if you just Matt Ryan going up against Seattle, not a people, not a lot of people going to pick him. I think he'll play all right. Mm-hmm. I I think that he is going to completely shit his pants, really, as, as he what? usually does in a big spot. Yeah. That's it. That's not. That is not the preferred matchup that Atlanta would like to have you, in their own building. They're you, good. They're, they're much better at home than they are on the road, from what I see in the eye test and what Matt Ryan can do. So. Obviously, the potential is there to have a big game in their own building, but if they had to pick a team in the NFC that they did not want to see come to their building in this divisional round, I think it's Seattle's it's Seattle, defense. Seattle, yeah. I, I, think, I don't think they prefer that matchup. So I think Matt Ryan gets over the hump in this game versus Seattle. Yeah. Are you a big Matt Ryan guy? Do you hate, usually feel Matt like Ryan. that? All right. no, I hate Matt Ryan. I'm just Ryan. trying to see where your head's at. I'm not, I, I don't like Matt Ryan. I'm not a big fan. I think that they're going to – Get the just the home cooking is going to help them this week a little bit. And that O line for Seattle really, if I'm a Seahawks fan, like they got to invest more, more cashola into that offensive line there. Well, it's a little late for I that. I think Vic Beasley is going to get at uh, Russell Wilson this week a couple times. I think Atlanta's defense is an interesting play DFS wise for that reason. Oh, I, I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't. I, I actually would stay away from that game completely. I would stay away from that game completely. And I know what you're saying. Because I'm going to stay away, you might go to it and start picking. That might be your advice. I have Julio, Julio, Kyle Mm -hmm. Shanahan playing him in the slot. I like that matchup, especially with Earl Thomas not being there over the top as a safety. It's going to be tough for them. They're going to force Julio the ball. Uh, And I think it could work out for uh, people who decide to go against the grain and roster Julio this week. All right, before I let you go. Uh, just, just sort of the hometown thing. We're, we're all focused on the Patriots-Texans. Obviously, the storyline is that the Patriots are going to whoop Houston and they're going to go on to the AFC Championship. But um, I, I guess to add another storyline to this game, from a daily fantasy sports, you know, from, from that side, of it, from, DF, from the DFS side, when you look at the Patriots, you mentioned you want Blunt. You talked about Edelman. We mentioned Brady. Is there anyone else on the I, Patriots that you think Sneaky is going to have a big game that you say, hey, if, you, if you're looking for someone on the Patriots to throw on your roster, maybe you have a, you know, a couple thousand bucks left and you want to take someone from the Pats because you're a Pats fan and you think they're going to put up big offensive numbers, who would that guy be? See, I that roster two Patriots running backs. I went with Deion Lewis as a change of pace back. I still think he gets 12 to 13 carries. Going to catch passes out of the backfield, which is good. Um, they'll try to use him to kind of keep uh, Clowney off balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I honestly think that this week it'll pay to be a Patriots fan. I think that's that's how it works out sometimes. Uh, a lot of the country going to be going in different directions. I know I'm going into – I finally decide I'm going to go in a different direction at QB because I'm rostering both running backs. Yeah. But Maybe I'll throw a running back. In, maybe I'll throw a lineup in there with both running backs, and then Tom Brady. We'll see. Probably a little overload there, but who knows? Overload sometimes works. So. All right. So your your season's almost done. Like you only get a couple weeks here. Oh, like are you, uh, how are you feeling? Like you. I had a good. I had a good time. I had a good. I had a fun year. This was, this was interesting. This is definitely an interesting. What are you year. gonna do in the off season? Uh, try to learn basketball, I guess. <laughs> try to learn it. I don't know. If I was fourteen years old, I could probably do pretty well. With NBA. See, I like NBA on DraftKings. You know why? Because you know the guys that are going to get their shots. Now, it comes down to whether or not they hit them. Like, you could 
you could pick Julio Jones. He's a great player, and it's not a terrible pick, obviously. But let's say they're doubling him, and they're not going to let him get open. Matt Ryan doesn't throw him the football. Like, that's that's not necessarily on Julio Jones. At least when you pick NBA guys that you know are going to get their shots, if they're not making their shots, that's on them. But you took your best shot taking that guy that you know is going to get He's going to get his op- opportunities and his looks. No, exactly. I, I like NBA, too. Uh, definitely like it better than NHL. I like uh, Major League Baseball a ton. I think that that's probably my second favorite, I would say. Oh, so you'll du- you'll dive right into Major League Baseball. MLB is fun. Before the next NFL season begins. Yeah, MLB is fun. I, I would tell everyone to go out and try to play MLB. It uh, definitely makes watching 162 games worth it. And I'm definitely pretty positive that Major League Baseball in general is probably pretty happy that DFS came around because it probably saved uh, whatever it is they still had. Don't start. Don't jump on it. It's not bad enough in baseball. I know you're a big big baseball. Let's not go there. Uh, But but maybe we'll maybe we'll have you after the NFL season to do some baseball DFS stuff if that's what you're confident in. I can do. If you don't want to hold back secrets, of course. I'm learning more stuff about you as the shows go on. I don't. I play NBA, but I don't play it like to like. I don't know. I, I'm not as highly invested as I would be when I when baseball comes around or NFL comes back around. All right. Well, we'll bring you in next week for the championship weekend, AFC and NFC championship, and we'll have you make your picks for those games next week. But thanks a lot. Great stuff as always. And uh, talk to you soon, Rob. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dan. All right. My conversation with Rob Gomes is presented by CrossFit 617. Train hard, live healthy, feel better. Sign up today for a free one-week trial at CrossFit617.com. All right, great stuff right there from Robbie Gomes. I'll bring him in again next week for the AFC and NFC championship games. So only two games next week. Gets a little bit more difficult when it comes to making your picks, especially some of the strategies that he uses, which I also use. He talked me into using it, which is a good strategy. Try to go with somebody that maybe everybody else would stay away from If you think they still could have a big game, it might be a little bit of a risk. It might be a little bit of a bold call, but at the end of the day, you could benefit a little bit more if they do have a big day and not anybody, you know, not many other people have that player. So that's a strategy I usually use, but that's a much tougher strategy to take when there are only two games next week, but still Rob Gomes will join me next week like he does every single Friday. And like I do every single Friday, I close out the show with picks, picks. This week for the divisional round, four games with the spread. Pete, hit the music. Uh, two and two last week. I'm looking at least three and one, maybe four and all, though. I'm just feeling good. And uh, I'll begin with Saturday afternoon. Saturday night, whatever you want to call it, the Seattle Seahawks. They're going to Atlanta. The Seahawks allowed six points in a home playoff game in the wild card round against Detroit, against the Lions. I know the Lions had issues down the stretch. I know they blew it in their division. They could have won their division, they blew it. I know Matthew Stafford had the finger injury and he has that cast on his hand and it's awfully tough to throw, at least be accurate for an entire game. But still, I think Seattle, what they've showed you this season is that You don't want to go to their building and play, especially in the playoffs. Detroit found that out the hard way. Now, Seattle's not hosting this game against Atlanta. It's in Atlanta, which means the Seahawks are an underdog. They're a five-point dog. And I'm sorry. And I told you with Rob Gomes, if there's one team that Atlanta did not want to play, it's Seattle. Atlanta does not want to play Seattle's defense. I don't care that there's no Earl Thomas. Seattle's defense is still physical, is still one of the best defenses and most feared defenses in all of football. And Atlanta, sure, they're better at home. At least that's the way it usually looks with Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. Believe me, Atlanta is a powerhouse offense. Matt Ryan deserves to be in the MVP conversation. He's not the MVP to me, but he deserves to be in the conversation. The Falcons, 11-5. The Seahawks defense allows 18 points per game, which ranks third in the NFL. The Seahawks have already beaten the Falcons once this season. It was in Seattle. It was in week six. It was 26 to 24. You know how that game ended? Matt Ryan with a lead through an interception late in the fourth quarter in the final minutes. Guess what? 
Matt Ryan needs to protect the football. I just don't think he's going to do it late in a close game, even in his own building, because it's Seattle's defense. I think Seattle's going to keep it close, which means Matt Ryan's going to have to make a couple plays late in this game to do something big. And when he does try to do something big and make a couple big plays in a big spot, guess what's going to happen? He's going to do what he usually does. He's going to shit his pants. And Seattle's defense is going to take advantage. I'm looking for a couple big turnovers from the Seahawks defense. And I'm at least taking the points for them to cover a close one. I think Seattle's going to win the game. But if you don't think they're going to win the game, I think you still should believe it's going to be close. I'm going to take Seattle plus five. Then Saturday night here at Gillette. Not going to spend too much time. Patriots, a 16-point favorite at home over Houston. I'm taking the Patriots minus 16. Houston, they might have a false sense of confidence coming off a wild card win over an Oakland Raiders team that was throwing out a rookie QB in Connor Cook, making his first NFL start, and a, a Raiders pass defense that is one of the worst in the NFL. Please, this one is going to be at least a 20-point win for the Patriots at home, taking New England minus 16. Then we get down and dirty. Kansas City and the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Chiefs, the number two seed in the AFC, hosting the Steelers. It's in Kansas City. The popular pick for this game is going to be Pittsburgh. You know why? Because everybody just watched what Pittsburgh's offensive weapons did to the Miami Dolphins and what they did to the Miami Dolphins early in that wild card game in Pittsburgh last weekend. You know the weapons. Antonio Brown, Big Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell. All right, Big Ben's limping around. He's in a boot. He's got a sore arm. We've seen Big Ben injured before. That doesn't mean anything. That's not the reason I'm going with Kansas City. I'm going with Kansas City as a one-point favorite basically because I'm taking the home cooking. Look, I don't trust Mike Tomlin. I don't trust Andy Reid. I don't trust either of those two coaches to make a wise decision. But with that said, if you're asking me to trust one more than the other, I'll take the coach and I'll trust the coach that's at home. So I'll trust Andy Reid a little bit more even though I don't trust him at all. Kansas City, all around top to bottom, I just think they're more of a complete package. They don't have the offensive firepower that Pittsburgh has, but if you watch Pittsburgh's defense play this season, I'm sorry, I've watched them a lot. I just don't buy in to them being a, a, a defense that Alex Smith should be scared of. I think Kansas City will be able to put up points, even though like, Pittsburgh whooped Kansas City back in week four. It was in Pittsburgh, though, 43-14. Kansas City has figured it out, and um, they figured it out since then, and I'm going to take the Chiefs because I think just top to bottom all around, they're a, they're a better team. And Kansas City's one of the toughest places to play in all the NFL, especially in the playoffs. Chiefs are going to go to the AFC Championship. I'm taking Kansas City as a one-point favorite. Then, my final pick. Final game of the weekend on Sunday. Dallas, a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay will be another popular pick because everybody has seen how they're rolling along right now. Jordy Nelson, word today is that he will not be available for this game. Broken ribs. Some people might have seen how that game played out last week against the Giants, and they think, well, they didn't need Jordy Nelson to win that game. I should also point out that the Giants were missing Rodgers Cromati. He got hurt early. And Eli Apple with one of the worst defensive attempts to break up a Hail Mary pass at the end of the first half that I've ever seen in my life. That was pathetic. I'd like to think that if I was in the back of that end zone as a defensive back for the Giants, I would have knocked that ball down. Pete, I would have. I would have knocked that thing down. E Eli Apple played that Hail Mary pass like he had money on Green Bay. There should be an investigation. Forget about the boat that the Giants had. Forget about the wall, the hole in the wall that Odell Beckham punched. Odell Beckham's a clown. Eli Apple had money on Green Bay. You saw it at the end of the first half with that Hail Mary. Anyways, anyways, I don't, I, I think you need to look at the injuries in that game, Green Bay and the Giants, cross them out. Green Bay now comes to Dallas. If I'm a Cowboy fan, I'd be concerned about the rookie factor with Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, but I don't buy into Green Bay's defense being this big, bad defense that's going to go into Dallas and slow them down. 
That might happen if they play Seattle. Seattle might be able to go into Dallas and slow the Cowboys down, slow their offense down, but not Green Bay. Dallas has already beaten the Packers this season. Uh, they beat them 30-16, to 16, and in fact, Green Bay had one of the best rush defenses in all of football at the time, but Ezekiel Elliott was still able to have a big day. Dak Prescott, I think he threw three touchdowns in that game as well. Dallas's offense, not scared of Green Bay's defense. And because of that, I'm going to take the number one seed. In their own building, the Cowboys are a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I think they win by six. I'm taking Dallas minus four-and-a-half. So my picks for the divisional round, Seattle plus five, New England minus 16, Kansas City minus one, Dallas minus four-and-a-half. Those are my picks for the divisional round. There's some free money for you. I think that's a 4 and all week. I'll make them again next Friday. I'll react to these picks on Monday's podcast. I'm here twice a week, Mondays and Fridays. That's when we release new podcasts. And every Wednesday, I give you a little Facebook Live video uh, to add something else. Make sure you read my columns in the Boston Metro at NBCBoston.com. And once again, make sure you check out the feature story in the Boston Globe. Uh, you can read it online at bostonglobe.com. Emily Sweeney with a nice feature write-up on this show, on this studio inside of Beantown Athletics. And she got a little bit into my career uh, and my time in this business. Uh, it's a great piece. Uh, we are greatly appreciative for that story in the Boston Globe. So make sure you go check that out. Follow me on Twitter, at Danny Picard. Like my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Danny Picard Show. I'm on Instagram as well, all forms of social media. Have a great weekend, everybody. Don't forget, if you're going to play NFL this weekend, you want to put a DraftKings lineup in, you can play for free with my promo code PICK. That's P-I-C. Do it right now at DraftKings.com. Pete, nice job behind the board. Special thanks to Robbie Gums with his DraftKings advice. I'm out. Talk to you Monday.